and we're recording. So tonight's guest is Jaden Carter with Jaden Guns and Ammo. Jaden, thanks a bunch for for coming on tonight. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. So tell you what, like, uh, so Jaden Ammo, Jaden Guns and Ammo. Just uh, I'm going to show the camera right here. This right here is Venom. It is nine mil, 115 grain, and I still need to go out to the range to test this, but I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm, I kind of have like a, uh, you know, a fascination with like trying out different loads and, you know, kind of comparing them. I want to see how this stacks up and I'm really excited about it. So yeah, thanks so much for, you know, for sending this out. Absolutely. And just uh, a quick disclaimer. So Venom um, is one of our partner brands. So the company that helped develop, well, not helped develop, that developed Venom, um, they had sent some to us. We had shot it a few times and we loved it. So we went a little deeper. Um, we started a relationship with them, got some correspondence going. We were like, hey, you know, this stuff is great. We have an idea for some ammo too. Um, how would you guys like to assist us in getting into mass production? So uh, the company spoke to their reps, they spoke to the general manager, they spoke all the way up to the owner. Once it got to the CEO's ear, he's like, you know what? I like this guy. I like what he's thinking. Let's see what we can do. So we went and had a meeting with them down at their facility. And after a few months of deliberation, I won't say a few, it actually took a, a long while. Um, <laughs> they actually agreed to take our specs and load our our caliber so what we did is we finally got our own brand of ammo mass produced with the help of the company that makes venom oh, excuse me and we got our own if anyone went to the naga convention they're familiar with our new branding and this is a case of a thousand rounds and got a warning label on top but we also sell them in single boxes unfortunately i don't have any of those because we sold out of them but they do come in trays just like this same stuff same quality and it it has just been fantastic it's worked out we were able to get some in the hands of uh iraq veteran 8888 you guys are familiar with that youtube channel we got some over to sig sour we got some to the sonoran desert institute uh we got some to staccato they were really excited and um yeah, we've just been pushing it along to several different companies. We're having everybody try it out, get some traction. Century Arms also got a couple samples, so we're waiting on more reviews for them. We're confident from all the other reviews that we got from customers. We sent demos out to, we let them test some ammo, we shot it, we tried it against, you know, Winchester, CCI, Blazer. We've we put it through the ringer, man. We've we've done some good, strong testing with this ammo, and we're confident that it's going to stack up at a very competitive price on the market. And that was the entire goal behind it. So we're happy, we're proud, man. And we're getting traction with it, we're moving good. We should have another large shipment coming in in just a couple of weeks. So if you wanna order, well, we'll get to that a little later. Right on, man, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, so I wanna know the Jaden story. Like, how did you get into shooting? Like, what did you do before you had Jaden guns and ammo? Oh, man. <laughs> so it goes way back. I'm 27 years old now. So 20 years ago, uh, my father actually took me out 
to my first shooting experience. It wasn't a, a gun range reaction, went out to some land that uh, one of his law enforcement officer buddies owned. And we went out there and we just shot. Um, we tried a, a few different things because my father always had a pretty decent collection of guns. So my first experience, I got to shoot a Smith & a Smith and Wesson uh, 40 Sigma. They don't even make those things anymore, but still yeah. got it. It's a really cool yeah. handgun. Uh, a Tech 9, right uh, a Mac 90, and let's see, also shot the Colt 1911, the originals. So great experience starting off, and I just loved it. As soon as I got comfortable enough to, to feel the recoil, hear the bang, smell the gunpowder, I was hooked. I was addicted. Uh, ever since that day, I would always ask my dad, hey, can I help you clean your guns? Or I would touch on them as much as I could, take them apart. I would try and figure out how they worked. And then I got really into the military channel. So growing up, my favorite TV show was actually Future Weapons. And that is what started to kind of put the, the seed in my mind that, man, I want to have my own gun company one day because I want to design firearms and ammunition because there's just tons of this stuff out here. It is awesome. And, you know, I got into games like Halo and seeing all the futuristic little designs they had. So it just went from there and it continued to grow. It also inspired me to um, join the Marine Corps. I did that for about eight years. And um, it also inspired me to look for, you know, any kind of education I could get with firearms which led me to enrolling in the Sonoran Desert Institute. I had started back in 2015. Then I got orders to Okinawa, so I had to drop the program. I came back in 2019 and took about a year off from school, worked in law enforcement for about a year and a half. And then when I left law enforcement and decided I was going to move to Texas, that's when I reignited my fire and passion saying, you know what? I've taken too much time away from my one true love, and that's firearms. So I re-enrolled in SDI, currently in it now, should be graduating in April. And I've just continued to grow my passion and understanding for firearms. I've put together my own AR-15s now. I've started designing a few ideas for some that I want to move on. Um, we developed the 9mm ammunition, next to be 40 caliber. And uh, probably 45, 300 blackout has really gotten my attention. So, yeah, just moving, man. You're moving, man. That sounds so awesome. Living the dream. <laughs> Every yeah. day. So, uh, tell me a little bit about what you did back in the Marine Corps. Like, I served for nine years, and I was, uh, I was a 6323. I was an avionics electrician on helicopters. Um, did a couple of things, like, you know, like went to Afghanistan, helped out with Hurricane Katrina relief. Um, did a, uh, did a med cruise. So, but you know, it, I mean, the regular typical Marine Corps thing, but tell me a little bit about how, you know, how your eight years went. It was interesting. Uh, so when I initially joined, I was supposed to be in electronic ordnance repair technician. I actually didn't score high enough on my ASVAB for that. I missed it by a point, two points. So... <laughs> What ended up happening is I changed my MOS. I was going to be a support gunner out of the helos at a helicopter. So I was like, man, that's awesome. That job sounds cool. <laughs> the day before I shipped out, when I was in MEPS, 
I'm talking to my recruiters like, hey, man, hate to do this to you, but there's another guy that came in. He scored higher on his ASVAB. They ended up giving him the MOS designation. So you can go now on an open contract or you can wait three months until it opens up again. And I was like, dude, absolutely not, because I'd, I'd gotten to some trouble a couple of months before I was supposed to ship out. I almost went to jail twice. So <laughs> I was like, man, if I don't get out of home, I'm going to end up in jail. So I said, screw it. Send me on an open contract. Yep. <laughs> and I knew my mom was going to kill me, so I just didn't tell her. I didn't tell her I was going to open contract. I was like, oh, yeah, I ship out to boot camp tomorrow. Wish me luck. Um, <laughs> so once we graduated, um, they were telling everybody what their MOS designations were, and I was like, oh, man, please don't let me be a cook. Don't let me be a cook, and I don't want to work in motor transport. So then they told me, uh, I'll never forget. My drill instructor was reading off everything. He said, Carter, yes, sir. 0621, field radio operator, congratulations, you're sniper bait. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? So I was a radio operator. Yeah. And uh, I actually I actually loved it. I learned a lot from the job. Um, my first unit I went to was an artillery battalion. So I got to do provisional infantry training. I got to shoot the cannons, see the cannons blow stuff up. I worked with forward observers, learned how to call grid coordinates for destruction. Um, saw close air support come in and work with artillery. Then I deployed with uh, 2nd Battalion, 8th Marines. Those were grunts. So I got to roll around with them, got to see how the grunts get down. There was always fighting competitions, grappling competitions. I'll never forget when I deployed with them, they had a... Um, they had like a little expedition day. So they played softball, had a wrestling match, a boxing match, and then a mix of both. So I actually tried the boxing match because I used to box in high school. I was like, no, I wonder if I still got it. Turns out the guy I went against, he was actually a silver gloves champ two times. So oh, no. he, didn't, uh, he didn't get golden, but he got silver. But I went... The full length of five rounds with the guy, and they actually had to deliberate for about five minutes to figure out which one of us won that fight. They gave it to him in the end because, hey, probably about around round three and a half, four, and I was pretty gassed. I was tired. So I picked up smoking then. That was, that was bad. But it was fun. Uh, after that, came home, went to Okinawa. I stayed there for two years. I was working with the air wing. Thought that was going to be the worst experience ever because I was like, man, I'm, I'm running with the hard chargers. I want artillerymen and grunts. But the air wing was pretty cool, but a lot more uh, political and admin heavy. But that's what really honed my skills as a leader and more of a, a manager. So I got a lot of responsibilities there. I really got to grow into a good NCO. And then um, I left there and I went to a headquarters battalion in Camp Pendleton. And that's when I decided, all right, there's like air wing admin and political, and then there's headquarters non-deployable admin and political, and it just got to be too much. So I said, you know what? I think it's time for me to go. But I had onset that I was only going to do about eight years anyway. So I left with grace and decided, hey, I'm going to attack my business from this point on, because that's actually how Jaden Guns and Ammo started. A phone call from my dad saying, you know, I paid attention to what you were saying when you were a kid. I know you always wanted a gun store, so I helped open one and get it off the ground. You're in charge, so ah, 
Here you go. Have at it. That was while I was in Japan. So that's where I started to kind of work some web development and things like that too. Um, get into marketing, how to talk to people, making connections, and learning that ordering guns is pretty simple. <laughs> and then as a dealer, oh, Lord, it's like a kid in a candy shop and your dad's wallet. It's just crazy. Granted, <laughs> not my dad's wallet. You know, I put a lot of my own money into this. But, yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a good ride, man. And the Marine Corps, it's given me a lot of the leadership skills and the the wherewithal to navigate the business realm as it is now because you meet so many different people in the marine corps from different walks of life you got to learn how to talk and interact with so many different personalities and i'm grateful for that i am i still love the marines to this day the institution it can be a little shaky it has its moments but the marine corps as a whole as a brotherhood i love it and i wouldn't trade it for anything Hey, man, Semper Fi. Yeah. Dude, man, what a great story. Wow. Yeah. So I know in the beginning it was probably some, some rocky some rocky seas, right? Like, Ooh, yeah. was it a little bit rough? Like, tell me a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff that you had to overcome with, uh, with Jaden Guns and Ammo. Oh, man. So the first thing is... Um... As I told my dad, I was I was grateful, but I really wanted to try and start that business after I finished my gunsmithing education and getting to know a little bit more of the eccentricities of firearms. And then, of course, you know, ammunition reloading, things like that. And also, I mean, I was halfway across the world. So starting to run a business basically from a computer it was really difficult starting out because, you know, people would have questions and they would want to say, you know, well, how does this work? How does it fit? Or can you show me an example? And, you know, I'm in Japan. There's no guns, at least on the civilian side in Japan. So I got nothing I can show you. I can't really make any content. The best I can do is give you emails and the time difference. You know, unless I was up at 3.30 a.m. in the morning when people were getting off work here at 5.00. Yeah, the correspondence was pretty slow. <laughs> it's pretty slow. And then taking leave to go back to actually get my hands on the, the physical aspect of the business, look at the store, see inventory, help set things up, get pricing done. Yeah, those tickets ain't cheap. That was about a, a $1,200 uh, <laughs> expense going back and forth. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, not, uh, not easy to start. Um, then other than that, you know, you're a new business. You know, no one knows your name. A lot of people have no idea how it is to purchase a firearm online. They don't know the process. And even if you put it in a format they can read, I've learned people just really don't read. <laughs> they don't pay attention to the fine details. So they'll kind of skim it, and then they'll be like, eh, well, I'd much rather you show me or just do it for me. I've even had a few people say, well, if I just give you my credit card information and my contact information, then can you just do it for me on your website? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I cannot. So I had to come up with a way to do video tutorials and all kinds of other things so people could kind of follow along. And uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a learning curve. It was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The um, 
I'm glad that your command was on board with, you know, you starting up a business and, you know, all the travel back and forth. Like, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. They were, they were really supportive because, I mean, the Marines, everyone loves guns in the Marine Corps. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, man, that's so cool. You think I could order one when I get back? So, you know, they were, they were really supportive. They were really supportive. And even those relationships transferred stateside, you know, I've had a couple of Marines support my business. I have them share posts. Um, even at the convention, um, one of my good Marine buddies I've met at my first duty station, I hadn't seen him in two years. And as soon as I told him, yeah, man, I'm going to this convention in Atlanta, he was like, seriously? It's like, yeah. So, you know, to promote my business, I'm going to showcase some ammo that we've designed. He said, man, well, what day is it? So I gave him the dates. He was like, all right, I'll be up there to help you out, man. So he drove from Alabama to Atlanta. It was about a three and a half hour drive for him. And he helped me out the whole weekend. He helped us work the table. So huge shout out to Mark Parajine. I love you, brother. That, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. And that that's why I love the Marines. You know, a lot of other branches can't say that, you know, you reach out to a buddy and they'll be like, dude, I don't care where it is or how far it is. I'm, I'm going to come there and I'm going to help you. So, yeah, uh, man, that's awesome. awesome. Literally have guns full travel. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. You said that you were a part of two eight, right? Yes, sir. Do you know a guy named uh, uh, Ty Reed? Uh, little Asian dude, Ty Reed. Yeah, I forget his MOS, but he was a grunt with two eight. If you don't know him, it's okay. I uh, I don't I think, think I'm that like big. He might be before your time too. He got out like maybe like I don't know five or six, seven years ago. So, oh yeah, I don't know if I came across him, but if he was there the same time I was, because I deployed in 2015. The special purpose MAGTAP, but I know half of the battalion was already gone. I mean, those guys, they they pound sand, man. They pound it good. So he might have been on the rotation that was out coming back when we were going out. I think he probably was, yeah. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, man. So tell me about the uh the so you went to the African American um I'm sorry, the National African American Gun Association. You went to the uh, the Naga uh, annual conference, um, dude. I really wanted to go, but I couldn't make it. You know, I got a six year old in the other room that said, "Daddy, you can go." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, but tell me about it, man. Was it fun? Oh man, it was amazing. It was great. I loved seeing all of the different vendors that came and uh, the sponsors. It was it was awesome. I mean. Friday was kind of more of just, you know, the businesses kind of internet work and get to know each other. There's a few people that kind of came through. Foot traffic was a little slower Friday. But um, Saturday, it was it was booming, man. Um, they also had uh, uh, the, the gala after after um, the exhibit floor closed down. So I met the, the president. I met Philip Smith. He's really down to earth, humble guy. Um, I met a lot of the training staff there. Um, Henry Williams, which you're, you're familiar with him. Um, he introduced me to a lot of people. I met the, uh, the former regional Western director of NAGA. I met the current Southeast director of NAGA. I met the 
the founder of the Bass Reeves Gun Club. I mean, I, I met a ton of people. I talked to the top reps from Six Hours, Staccato. Um, there was a suppressor company down there. I can't remember the name right now, which I'm absolutely mortified. I can't, but they're awesome. Um, I met the top reps for Canik, and then the um, the gentleman I met from the Sonoran Desert Institute, they were actually part of the the marketing team. So I met so many people. I met a, a young couple out of St. Louis. They had started a, uh, uh, they called it a training boutique. I thought that was really unique. I'll have to grab that card, but yeah. And I mean, the young man I met there that was helping him, he had been with them for a while. He was 21 years old. He was just getting started. But uh, he said he has a lot of aspirations to go far in this industry and kind of see how things are. I know that couple I talked to, they were talking about transitioning down to Atlanta, but they were going to leave their their pilot store in St. Louis open or their flagship store. And they were thinking about giving it to the young man. And I thought that'd be awesome. I was like, man, you're going to get in earlier than I did at 21. Like, get to it, man. <laughs> Stick to it. If you ever need any tips, call. Uh, that's I love seeing young African-American men and women move forward with this. And then the turnout there, the support, seeing so many brothers and sisters that were in tune with their Second Amendment rights was great. Uh, also, the the training staff from USCCA, I got to talk with them for a little bit. I spoke with the, the founder of Hoodneck TV. That was really cool. Uh, I met, you know, Eric, or Iraq veteran 8888. So, I mean, it it was absolutely amazing. And then, of course, I brought some ammo down there, man. So as soon as people came through, they recognized uh, who I was. And, yeah, man, I see you on Facebook or YouTube or seen a couple of your videos. I picked up the box. They loved the logo. They were like, man, I'm going to support you. And it made me feel great that uh, the price point we put the ammo at down there at the convention really made a lot of people happy because they were like, man, 15 bucks a box for 124 grand nine mil. That's amazing. So they just, they supported, man. It was, it was fantastic. Man, I loved everything. You said 15. That's, that's nice, dude. You're so, performing service right here. <laughs> that's awesome. We aim to please. That's phenomenal. Great prices. Yeah. So, I would definitely suggest going to the next one. Whenever they set it up, I'm, I'm, the next one hasn't been announced. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, w I would say overall it was a good convention. It, it was. Yeah, I want to go to the next one too. Like, I know it sounds kind of weird, but I'm actually more hyped for the Naga convention than I am for SHOT Show. So, a lot of people said that. So, you know, it's just, yeah. Um so tell me about your store. Like, where is it located? What all do y'all do? What services do you provide? Yeah, so our store is actually in Yankton, South Dakota right now. We started in Nebraska, but um, long story short, if you are a person of color and you are seeking to make a name for yourself in an industry that is typically not dominated by people of color, don't open anything in small town Nebraska. They'll sit there. They'll be real friendly. They'll shake your hand and tell you, oh, yeah, we'd love to come by. And they'll talk about you like a dog as soon as they walk out that door. So 
don't do that. Don't advise it. Um, but even in South Dakota, um, it's, it's a lot better. It's much more modern. Uh, there's a bigger population. So it's, it's been a good move. We're still getting a little more traction there. That store has only been open there probably about three months. Um, and the next one actually won't be just a store at all. So just a little insider for long-term goals. We are looking to build a full training facility um, to federal standards. So I'm talking at least 20 lanes outdoor that are electronic. They rotate. Um, there's actual lines that are carefully marked out. There's going to be a long range and also an indoor range. So that is going to be here in Texas. Right now, I'm still looking for a commercial property large enough to support everything I want to put on there. But um, it's definitely in the development stages. We're making a few more amendments and tweaks to the business plan and our budgeting. But that will probably be on the horizon sometime between next year. And uh, yeah, we're going to go for it. As far as products and services, as of right now, we do retail of firearms and ammunition. We now manufacture ammunition. We're also trying to get into making sure that we can get a full line of manufactured AR-15 style rifles. So that'll be the next thing. We also want to look into designing handguns. Um, we're getting our staff certified as firearms instructors. So we're going to cover basic pistol, um, basic or basic handgun, basic rifle, shotgun, and then we're going to get into concealed carry um, further beyond that. Then we'll start getting into advanced handgun, advanced rifle, maybe get into some designated marksmanship or enhanced marksmanship courses. Um, Want to start getting into teaching about first aid, tactical casualty combat care. Um, yeah, so that's where we're that's where we're moving forward. And then, of course. By next April, once I have a nice piece of paper in my hand, we will also be offering full gunsmithing services as well. If you can't tell, I don't know if this thing can flip around or not, but um, a little den here is a mess. Not a complete mess, but oh, I want to do that. Well, I guess I'll just have to go this way. But that's a little bit of my madness there. Oh, so, yeah. Got tools. Got the rifle set up here. I actually just um, lapped these scope rings. So that's to get a better hold and seal on your scope so that there's less wiggle room. You can hold your zero better. And yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do now. I definitely am a student of the game. And I want to make sure that anything that we design and we put out to the community is going to be of top quality but at an affordable price because I think a lot of people get too enamored in the, the money-making aspect of all this and not the value it provides with training and teaching your community how to protect and defend themselves in a safe way. And, of course, de-escalation. That's the main thing because if you can avoid a fight, by all means, avoid it. Man, that sounds phenomenal. I'm really excited for your for your training facility and your future projects. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so you do some gunsmithing. Tell me a little bit about the projects that you have. What are you building? Like M4s, M16s? Like, well, actually, know, gonna try and go, uh, 
full length. So one good thing about one of the connections we made down there at that convention, we were really looking to get into like integrally suppressed barrels. So that way you can make a two stamp gun, a one stamp gun. So we want to do an M4 length barrel that's integrally suppressed on a good platform lower that is exactly to the specs. Well, maybe not exactly do copyright infringement, but um, we want it at least to the quality of arrow precision. And we want to make them in two models. One that we could sell to private security firms, small militaries, hell, the U.S. government if they want to buy them. And um, also civilian models. So that way you can go and have the same kind of quality and equipment as the professionals do, because that's what we're doing this for. We want to make sure that everything that we can make available to you is the same quality and durability as a professional would keep. So if a professional wouldn't use it, we won't sell it. But that'll be the first thing on the horizon is getting the AR-15s done. Another quick little insider. Me personally, I'm working on getting the knowledge and training done to build 1911s and 2011s. So we're also going to be making custom, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess top quality handguns. So I've been really paying attention to 2011s. I think they're awesome. I know Staccato had the patent on them for a long time and there's not too many other companies doing it. But that's exactly why I want to get in the game, because if there's only five now, I want to be number six. That's simple. Dude, those those 2011s, or I guess like, uh, you know, just for copyright reasons, double stack 1911s. Um, dude, every time I pick one of those up, it's amazing. Like every single time, you know, you're talking about like bull armory and like even even the the, the Springfield Prodigy. Like a lot, of, a lot of people poo-poo that thing, but dude, I like it. Like it's awesome. That's so, one thing. <laughs> I almost, uh, <laughs> almost spent some money at that convention. I was about this close to buying myself a staccato. I was like, you know what? I, I could miss a monthly mortgage payment. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Last time I shot a staccato, it almost cost me a lot. Like. I, I couldn't sleep that night. Like the last time I shot, the, I couldn't sleep that night. I was too busy staying up doing math. Like I was sitting there <laughs> with, my, with my phone in the bed with the calculator up there. Like, okay, if I if I sell my truck and two Glocks, then you know maybe I'll be able to afford it. <laughs> so, Play. so that'll definitely be the thing. And um, also, we'll we'll do a striker fire hanging on because let's let's be realistic. There's not a hotter handgun platform on the market right now. Glock has pretty much sold that whole industry up and set the standards since the 1980s. It is what it is. Now, are we going to make a Glock clone? Yeah, probably not. going to be a little bit different. So, well, we'll still do some research into that. So, R&D is going to be a big part of the budget over the next couple of years. But, uh, yeah, if we can make something that gets the kind of traction that Canik has in the last couple of years, which I will say, I love Canics. I've loved them since people were saying, oh, that's just a prettier high point. Well, now they're probably within the top 
three of handguns in the entire world right now. So I've been a Canik fan. I got my first one in 2016. I had the TP9 SF. So yep. still got it. It's in the back. <laughs> yeah, they're great guns. They're great guns. So, but uh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the, uh, um, so I see a rifle over there in the corner over there. Right, like right behind you, dude. I'm yep. interested. I'm interested to hear about you know that rifle story. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually the second AR-15 I ever built in my entire life, and it's had a lot of modifications. It's gotten some good upgrades, but this is Daddy's favorite girl. Oh my! <laughs> so this one is chambered in 300 blackout, and when I first put this together. I was still nervous because the first AR I put together, um, the only thing I really did was probably the handguard, the pistol grip, stock, and the optics. So I didn't really put too much of that one together. I didn't have the tools. I didn't really have the knowledge um, until I had started going to school. But this one, this is when I had tools. I had a vice and I had, you know, my buddy Mark, same one that came and helped me out the show. <clears throat> he had a garage and he had a workbench. So I was like, all right, perfect. Let's see if I have actually learned anything or if I'm going to blow my hands off or blow my face off. <laughs> so I was really nervous putting this together. I ordered all the parts. Uh, it was a Frankenstein gun. I was like, you know what? I just want to see if I can do it. So every pin, trigger, hammer, Bolt carrier group and the whole nine. I'll put all that stuff together with this one myself. And it started out just slick rail. There was no backup optics on it. I don't even think I had a, a compensator either. It's just a bare rifle. And I took it. I actually still have the video of when I first shot it. I was in the middle of the desert. And I was scared to put it up and shoulder it. So I had it down on my hip. I hip fired it. Just bang. <laughs> one. Bang, two, bang, bang. I was like, okay, so it works. I won't blow up. And I had never shot 300 blackout either, so it was a fairly new round to me. But after I got the, the jitters out, I took it out that next weekend, and, man, I ran it like a dog, and it's been a champ <laughs> ever since. <laughs> so changed the compensator. I put a foregrip on it, or undergrip, rather. Um, I changed the stock out. I changed the hand or changed the pistol grip on it. And uh, I got all kinds of magazines and things now. And I put this cool sling. I've gone through about three different slings on this rifle. And uh, yeah, that was my first time building an M4. Because usually I'll do a 16 inch barrel or an 18 inch because I'm a I'm an accuracy guy. I want to get the most out of the round. Yeah. But. It's not practical for the house. Have you ever tried to clear a corner with an 18-inch barrel? Well, actually, yeah, you're in the Marine Corps. I'm sure you have. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a pain. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so this one was uh, was a lot better. And then we had uh, we had gotten our SOT through the ATF for the business. So I was like, oh, I'm really going to have some fun with this. So it's fully compliant, at least for me, under the purview of my license. And there's a suppressor that goes on it too. I just don't have it on at the moment. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely my favorite AR-15 right now. 
And uh, I like this little optic too. It's a Vortex Crossfire Gen 2. Oh, okay. Oh, right on. I can see the love, you know? Like, I could definitely see the love that you have for that. So, man, I'll tell oh, you what, I know you're going to treat her right. <laughs> that's my lady. I need to clean her. I need to give her some love. I'm put a few hundred rounds through her since I last uh, cleaned it. So, it's time to give it a little TLC. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, good stuff, good stuff. So, when um when Henry like hit me up and he told me about this this, you know, this company called Jaden Guns and Ammo, yeah, I was interested. And, you know, he had nothing. Nothing but great things to say about you and your work ethic and your level of knowledge about the industry. It's absolutely amazing. I was really excited and uh I was like, yeah, I got to get this guy on. So, how did you how did you run into Henry? Did you guys know each other before, you know? So was it before the I know it was before the conference, right? Oh yeah. Definitely before the conference. I think I've known Henry for Oh man. I think it's been about three years now. Yeah, it's been three years. A little more. But um Strangest thing, I actually met Henry because he had followed our page really early on when we had started getting on Facebook. We posted a video once I had got back stateside, and I was just, you know, saying, hey, this is who I am. This is my dad. We started this company. Um, we're one of, at that time, I think we were one of seven or ten black-owned firearm stores in the country. So that can tell you that there's definitely not a lot of us. I mean, there's a lot more now, but we were one of a few. So we had put that out. We got a ton of traction on that. Um, that video actually hit 2 million views. So we had a lot of people coming in. There was a lot of buzz. And um, we were like, man, this is great. We were getting so many orders coming in that we were running out of space in our first store. So I was like, man, we uh we need to expand. My dad was like, you're absolutely right, but we actually need some capital so that we can get you know something large enough because I was talking about manufacturing even then. So the plan was to get enough funding to move to a new location, also buy machines to manufacture in-house, and then hire employees as well because you know we want to create jobs. We want to bring something bio viable and, and helpful to the community. So we looked for some investors. Um, we have just kind of put it out there, tried to go fund me. They shut us down. We don't want anything to do with guns and ammo. Um, I think we looked over some other crowdfunding options. That was kind of just, most of it was, we don't deal with guns and ammo. So we just put it out and we're like, Hey, you know, honest, if you guys want to support us and you want to see us grow or accepting donations, it can be from this amount to this amount. Um, so probably about seven people actually got in contact with us. And out of those seven, Henry is the only one that actually moved forward and committed. He actually put something into our business and paperwork aside ever since then i mean he, he was great he called he followed up he checked on us and it wasn't always business it was just you know hey man how you guys doing you know how are things going how are things with your pops how are you 
got anything exciting going on in life? Is the military still treating you like crap? I was like, eh. <laughs> so Henry was just a real cool down there guy. So I was like, man, you know, this could be a lot more than just, you know, a business investor. This guy seems like he's a real honest, decent guy. He'd probably make a real worthwhile friend. So I kept in contact. Um, fell off for a little bit because I just got inundated with a lot of different stuff, especially once I transitioned out of the Marine Corps. Because I may say that I left with grace, but boy, did they make it hard to do so. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I took a couple months of being kind of dark and off the grid. And I didn't really talk to much of anybody. And I stepped away from the business for a little bit. And then um, he would still reach out periodically. And then he just reached out one day and he was like, hey, you know, nothing about the business. Nothing about, you know any other crazy stuff you got going on, no work, none of that. Just like, man, how, what's what's going on? Are, are you good? So I was like, man, well, now I feel like crap because I haven't asked this guy like, hey, are you just still breathing? <laughs> In months. <laughs> so it picked back up from there. And now I'll probably talk to Henry at least three times a week, three or four. And he's, he's a real stand-up guy. Um, he even went out of his way to, to go with me and my brother to meet um, – our partner that designed Venom. Uh, he was with us present during that meeting. So he met their CEO. They met him and I let them know right up front. Hey, this guy is not an investor. He is a partner in this business. He has a seat at this table. And it's just been rolling like that ever since. Oh, man. Uh, I love stories like that, man. Just about friendship and brotherhood. Yeah, it's great stuff. So, let's see. So, Jaden, we're about running out of time. I uh, let's see. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can folks reach you? Yeah. So, <laughs> it was a rough week starting out. We no longer have our previous website that everyone's so familiar with. So, www.jadenguns.com. That is out. That is no longer under our domain control. I advise anyone that watches this, do not visit that website. Currently, there's no content on it. If it ever comes back up, that is a known group of hackers based out of Sweden with operators in Virginia. They will steal your information. They have no legal right to sell any firearms or ammunition. Do not purchase a thing from them. And do not correspond with our prior emails of jcarter at jadenguns.com or jcarter the third, which is jcarterii at jadenguns.com. When they hijack the domain, they hijack those emails too. So all those are out. However, we do have a new website, jadengunsusa.com. So that's J A E D E N G U N S usa.com and that'll be our new website that we are are moving through also um you can contact our business line that's 308-883-1726 again that's 308-883-1726 let's be honest also, here like did you choose the 308 or like, now, <laughs> I was actually the area code in the in the spot in Nebraska where we opened that store. It just happened to work real well. 
also, you can um, you can reach us out. I will have a new email that I'll post on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is Jaden Guns and Ammo. Again, it's just J E D E N Guns and Ammo. Or you can uh, follow us on Instagram. It's Jaden Guns Twenty Eighteen. Well, at Jaden Guns Twenty Eighteen. Or you can look us up on our YouTube and leave us a comment, like, subscribe, and that again is Jaden Guns and Ammo. Alrighty. So I have website, phone number, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, all that information is going to be in the description of this video and the description of the podcast. That way, if folks can, if you want to get up with uh, with Jaden and get some more information, maybe buy some of this ammo, then you know you could definitely do that. So, Ooh. right on, yeah. So, Jaden, this has been an absolute pleasure. I had so much fun, man. How about you? <laughs> Likewise, man. This we'll have to do this again. Definitely gonna have to do this again. Yeah, yeah. I cannot thank you enough for having me on your podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I think you're doing great things, and I really ex- respect and aspire to to get to your level, man. Because <laughs> I mean, you're doing your thing. You're rolling with your podcast. You're training. I mean, you're teaching people every day how to take care of themselves, and there's just nothing better than that. Plus, you're a devil dog. You always got cool points with me. <laughs> Raw. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. So and uh folks out there, if you're listening or if you're watching, I uh, just want to say thanks a bunch for sharing your time with us. Um if uh you could have you could have spent your time doing a lot of other things like hanging out with your family or earning extra cash, but instead you're spending it with us and I I just want to let you know how much we appreciate it. So thanks Absolutely. a bunch. Thanks to you, Jaden, and thank you for our listeners and viewers. Welcome to Memphis. Yes, sir. Welcome to Memphis. I'm going to have to take a trip out there. <laughs> Tennessee Dude. is beautiful this time of year. Dude, come on out and, you know, we'll grab some barbecue. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Well, I hear a lot about that Memphis barbecue. I'm going to say, I've, I've been around, man. I've been <laughs> around. We even had Korean barbecue. So, yeah, let's see. 